Welcome to TNR Fridays. In this episode, we're going to be covering the games coming up in the next weekend of college football. We're going to be covering all big games. We're going to be covering Arkansas, Clemson, Oklahoma, what's going on in their world, and what's going on in the greater span of college football. So make sure you're following, sharing with your friends, and thank you for listening to the podcast format of the TNR Sports Show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the TNR Sports Show. It's scrimmage time, folks. I switched up the intro on you, Ryan. Did you realize that? I realized it. Good, good. I um, Hey, it's Ryan. Um, it's scrimmage time, folks. It's time to play. Everything I was telling Ryan right before we started this plug is um, everything that we've done to this point has led up to this moment. This is what I started it for. I started in January. We did a little bit of NFL stuff because, you know, the playoffs were going on, but it was about over. I had the Super Bowl by the time we started. This is what this podcast was made for. These moments. I mean, it's college football's here. You know, and this week is week zero. I told Ryan it's like a scrimmage. The game is next week. Look out for a ton of stuff coming up from next week. Next week's massive. It's a huge week. One of the biggest weeks of college football I've seen. Might call out of work Friday that Friday um, because I might get drunk. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. But regardless, it's a massive week. It is really a massive week next week. This week is a good opportunity for us to get prepared to give you an idea what we're going to do and how I'm going to do it, the teams this week obviously aren't your favorite teams, but it's it's good practice for me to kind of go through how I want to break down games. Here's what we're going to break down. I probably already mentioned this, but here's what's going to happen. We're going to break down these teams, these four teams specifically. You're going to have the Arkansas Razorbacks, the Clemson Tigers, the Oklahoma Sooners, and the South Carolina Gamecocks. You're going to have those four teams. I know Ryan's a big South Carolina fan, as you can tell by what he's wearing tonight. And then we're also going to break down any notable games. That could be anything. Next week, there's 100 of them. Ton. Ohio State's playing uh, Minnesota, yeah. I think. But still, that's pretty big. Just Ohio State's first game. You got Alabama playing Miami. That's big. Ryan, can you remember? Um, remind me of any more? Uh, UNC, Green Tech, obviously Clemson, Georgia. That's a huge, the big one. LSU's playing UCLA in the Rose Bowl, which is kind of sick. Indiana, Iowa is going to be a big one. Um, I think that's Notre Dame, Florida State. I mean, we'll probably talk about a lot of these games. We'll probably give what's going to happen if I don't remember, if y'all remember college basketball, what we did was we ran through the teams we liked. And then at the very end, we kind of ran through. We kind of discussed the teams we like and ran through the rest of the crap at the end. That's how this is probably going to work. So you're going to get a lot of heavy Arkansas, Clemson, South Carolina, and um, Oklahoma talk. And then you're going to get a little bit of Alabama, a little bit of Texas A&M, a little bit of Ohio State, a little bit of North Carolina probably. So teams like that you got to keep an eye on. Ole Miss, maybe LSU wearing my Shaquille O'Neal LSU jersey. So very nice. Um, I don't know if I told you that, Ryan. That's who this jersey belongs to. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, he didn't belong to him, but, you know, I bought him online as an old-fashioned jersey. Anyway, big Shaquille O'Neal fan. All right, let's get rolling here. we got a lot to talk about. It's going to be a heavy um, episode this week. Not too heavy, but it's going to be heavier than usual. All right, let's get to it. 
um, Nebraska. Nebraska versus Illinois this Saturday, week zero. We're throwing Nebraska a bone here. This is the only time I will probably talk about them throughout the whole season. Ryan will talk about them when they play Oklahoma, but I imagine that will be a short segment because Nebraska, um, Oklahoma is going to be the breaks off of Nebraska because they stink. Um, but we have a little two bottom dwellers going at it. There's a lot of Arkansas ties this weekend, Ryan. Did you realize that? I realized a little bit. I know like um, San Jose State's got that quarterback. Yeah, and of then um, Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema. So a lot more Arkansas ties this week than I'd like to mention. A lot of horrors from my past. You will hear me discuss them as we go on. Um, you want to talk a little Nebraska? Yeah, man. Um, so Nebraska kind of – Nebraska has potential for this upcoming year, but after last year, it was just kind of a disappointment. Right. Um, I think that went like – Three and six. I don't know that much because they're Big Ten. I don't know what their record was. Oh, bad. Um, uh, yeah, it was like three and six, I think. Yeah, Maybe a little worse. I don't know. Yeah, something, like more, something like that. But they did not play very well. The games they were yeah. supposed to win, they lost. Um, and of course, the games they were supposed to lose, they got pounded. Right. Um, they just weren't very good. They just fell flat. They couldn't get anything going on offense. The defense was leaky. Um, and coming into this season, they had a lot of transfers. I think their two best wide receivers transferred. I think they had some linemen transfer, stuff like that. Um, and of course, Scott, I, I feel like Scott Frost is a little bit on the hot seat. He's got the NCAA coming after him right now, and um, he hasn't been winning. They expect um, him to come in and win, and he hasn't. Yeah. What I see, the rumors, you know, these are just rumors, but what I see on the interwebs is. If Scott Frost loses to Illinois on um, Saturday, uh-huh. it's over. I'm here. I don't know if that's true. And I don't think Nebraska will lose to Illinois. We'll talk about that here in a second. But if Scott Frost loses to Illinois, there are rumors he will be done. I think they would give him through the end of the season. I mean, like, who I don't knows? think so. I don't know. Nobody. But if you fire Scott Frost first game of the year, it's – you're just basically giving them the kiss of death. Their team, that team's going to be hot garbage. I mean, they're already hot garbage, but they're going to be really. This may a dumpster fire, and you don't. I don't know if you want that. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing to have to rely on is their quarterback, Adrian Martinez. That's right. I know Nebraska fans have are kind of high on him. I remember even going in the last year, they were telling me that they might that he might be like a Heisman dark horse. Obviously, stop. Wasn't even the case. No. Um, and he won't be this year either. No. Uh, <laughs> this is what Nebraska fans said. Yeah, Anyways, Nebraska uh, fans. But um, Adrian Martinez, he's a decent quarterback. He's, he's not bad, um, but he just doesn't have a team around him. If Nebraska has any chance to win, get a bowl, you can get to a bowl game this year. He's got to be like, everywhere he's got to run the ball he's got to throw the ball he's got to be doing everything for that offense and i noted in our notes that there are two running backs um savion morrison and gabe Irvin, um are going to start most likely that's what the nebraska folks think and well you know the two are going to intertwine they're kind of the big guys on the big starters both freshmen I couldn't find if they were true freshmen or regular um, um, redshirt freshmen. But still, they didn't play last year. 
I didn't find any stats on them. So that what makes me think they're true freshmen. If that's true, I had a stat in here. Adrian Martinez passed for 1,055 yards and rushed for 521, led the team in both categories. I was like, oh, man, that's 1,000 yards. That's pretty good. You know, you know, that's what, 1,500-something yards, uh, 1,600 combined or whatever, if you combine rushing and passing. And then I looked. Later on, I'll discuss another passer, uh, one of the quarterbacks, I believe, for Fresno State, who played less games in Nebraska, had 2,000 yards. I was like, I was like, maybe this is uh, not good. I don't know, but maybe uh, this guy needed to throw for a little more. Um, uh, one last talking point about Nebraska's offense. Well, two more I got. Um, I read a report. I didn't have it in my notes, Ryan, but I read a report that Nebraska's wide receivers are big, like tall. So maybe a lot of jump balls from a more of a running quarterback maybe can't pass that well. But if you can throw it up, maybe have your big guy get over the top of the corner, you can have something going there. Like I said, I'm not going to discuss a lot of Nebraska. But and then um, Scott Frost, the idea is what people seen from scrimmage with the media talking heads have seen is that he wants to run the ball more. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, I, I'm not a Nebraska predictor, but. I mean, you have a running, a dual threat quarterback, so you could do like a read option. Um, Some uh, RPO situations. Yeah. I mean, Scott Frost was a wishbone guy. That was what wishbone. he ran. He was at Nebraska when they were winning national championships and he was. Yeah, back in the 80s. That's quarter 90s. But um, oh, whatever. they were still running the first one in the 90s. It's crazy. Hey, um, you can't run that crap no more. Yeah. Um, I, I hope yeah, that's You do. One. That's crazy. I was no, I don't think it's that bad. I think, like I said, I read a lot of things about RPOs. Here's what I think will probably happen. They're going to run a lot, and they're probably going to hit a lot of play action. Let's yeah. take, a play, um, take a playbook out of the Los Angeles Rams when Jared Goff was the quarterback, they ran Todd Gurley into the grave and Jared Goff could only throw play action passes. So if you can run the quarterback, have decent running back capacity, and then chunk the ball up to your tall wide receivers every once in a while, you'll be okay. How okay? I'm not doing a deep dive. We're not doing deep dives on Nebraska's schedule, but you know. They won't make a bowl. They might lose to Rutgers. If they play Rutgers, they're going to lose. I don't know. They don't, like I said, we're not doing a deep dive. We're not doing a deep dive. I don't care that much, but um, if they did and they do, you're going to lose the records. All right. Illinois. This one's for me, Ryan. Let me handle it. Illinois. I actually have some pretty interesting stats about this. Uh, more than I thought I would. I compared it to Brett Bielema as the head coach of the Fighting Illini. Brett Bielema served as Arkansas head coach from, I believe, 2013 to 2006, 17, 2017, 2013, I think what, four years. There were some good times. There were some bad times. That's how it goes with the Arkansas Razorbacks. I think we've turned a corner. I truly do believe that. I am drinking the Arkansas Kool-Aid. But Brett Bielema was at Arkansas. That's a fact. <laughs> he was also at Wisconsin. So basically, one of the big problems Arkansas had when Brett Bielema was the head coach is that he didn't recruit well in the South. He's a Big Ten guy, you know. And I think that's why they have the potential to succeed. Illinois, um, the fighting a line nice. Oh, we're doing a little um, 
anyway, uh, we're, um, sorry, I got distracted there. Um, Illinois, like I said, not doing a deep dive on Illinois. I won't talk about Illinois and Nebraska again for the rest of the season. Ryan will talk about Nebraska when Oklahoma beats the breaks out of them in a couple of weeks. But Illinois, it's probably going to suck real bad this year. They're going to be awful. Brett Bielema has trans- is transitioning from Lovey Smith. He was the old head coach of the Illinois fighting Illini. He's the old ex-head coach of the Chicago Bears. It didn't work out there. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe because it's Illinois, the fighting Illini. They suck. But I'm not going to go that too far. Here's the point I'm trying to make. We're in an interesting position here where you have two teams, Nebraska and Illinois, that would crave to get a positive win at the beginning of their season. I um, The rumor also is that um, I heard on a pick show that Brett Bielema, good old Brett Bielema, is um, probably going to run the ball 40 to 50 times in the game. I don't know what kind of offensive line they have. You know, our um, Brett Bielema does like his big, big hog mollies up there. But if they can pull that off, slow the game down. That's the big thing for Illinois. That was always the big thing for Arkansas, right? I mean, Brett Bielema had some great games at Arkansas and some great games at Wisconsin. If you look back on Arkansas and his time at Arkansas and Wisconsin, you'll see that what he liked to do was slow the game down. He wanted to slow it down. He did that well at some points. At some points, we got our ass kicked. And Wisconsin never got their ass kicked. They were always good. They made like 20 Rose Bowls and he lost them all. Anyway, if that's what he plans on doing at Illinois, I could see it working in the Big Ten. Both programs need to win. I think Nebraska is going to come off with a win. Also, last um, note, um, Brett Bielema went 3-9 and nine his first year at Arkansas. I don't know how much uh, weight you want to put on that, being his first year in Illinois. But that's the truth of it. So, Nebraska, I'll get some betting odds real fast. Um, Nebraska, Illinois, Nebraska's favored minus seven. Over-under is 55.5 points right now on Wednesday, 8, 25, 21 at time of recording. And Nebraska has a 65% chance to win the game. Ryan, for Nebraska to win this game, what do they need to do? I mean, they can't commit any turnovers. They got to, you know, keep, keep running the ball. They got to make sure that they're keeping in control of the game um, because, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen it when I've watched Nebraska games. It can get out of hand very quickly. So they don't control the game, they're screwed. They just got to make, you know. No mistakes. No mistakes. No. Be smart. I think it's at Illinois, if I'm correct. So I don't know how much of a crowd they're going to have in old um, Illinois, but. Wherever they are. I don't even know where they're located. I think the capital, but the capital, you know, it's not Chicago. It's somewhere else. But um, regardless, um, you know, I don't know how much of a crowd I could see it being kind of big because of Brad Bielema's entrance. People want to see what happens. I think Nebraska wins by 15 points. What do you think, Ryan? So I remember this. I, I remember this exact game last year. Nebraska was going oh in. It was at home. Oh, my God. I didn't even see that stat you put yeah. in there. Holy crap. Was, was Nebraska favorite? Nebraska was the favorites last year, and they got pummeled. Illinois only won two games last year. Nebraska, Nebraska was one of them. Nebraska. Ooh, you're making me feel uncomfortable right now. I'm picking the Illinois by 10. No way. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Last year in Lincoln. They didn't they couldn't do it. Oh my god. That shows how much little I know about Nebraska. <laughs> Holy crap. I didn't had no clue. Oh, I'm feeling uneasy now. I don't know what to do. Oh my god. Oh, I mean, I think Nebraska gonna be a barn burner. I think Nebraska could be better this year, but I don't know. I They're don't healthier. I don't know. Maybe because it's in the beginning. You know, um, this is probably a tough question, but you know what? And how deep in the season they were? I know they didn't have a lot of. It, it, it was what? It was midway through the season. Oh, okay. Well, even in even that stat, it's kind of finicky because the Big Ten didn't start till real late. So right. you know, you can. I don't know. They only didn't have a lot of games. If I was saying, oh, it was a 12-game season and they were midway, that might be one thing. But if it was like a three-game, played three games, and that was midway, you know, that's nuts. Oh, my God. I'm sticking with my prediction. I think Nebraska wins. I don't know how by how much. This ain't a betting show. I'm just saying numbers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel very uncomfortable right now. I do not know if Nebraska is going to win this game. I feel I was confident in my pick. Now I feel very unconfident. Oh, my God, dude. Nebraska might lose. Scott Frost gets canned. Oh, my God. That'd be so funny. Um, that ends our Nebraska-Illinois. That ends on a wild note. I did not think, oh, my God, I flabbergasted right now. I am I like, I don't know if I can continue this podcast. I, I'm shocked. So in the, I just All my out. confidence is destroyed right now. Like, Jesus. In that game, uh, they benched Adrian Martinez. He got benched. Scott Frost, idiot move. And so they put in – Luke McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's younger brother, Ooh. since transferred from Birmingham, no longer at Nebraska. Where's he at? Uh, I know he transferred I to Louisville, but he transferred again, so I don't know where he nah, it doesn't matter. He probably sucks. Um, he threw three picks, and uh, that's a real show. He did run for like 120 yards. That's a real show of confidence, your quarterback to bench him. Right. Last week, I went on an old Miss rant about Matt Corral throwing six interceptions against Arkansas. And they asked Lane Kiffin about that at SEC Media Days. I didn't really include that in my rant, but Lane Kiffin said, you don't boost confidence when they have a bad game like that. People are going to have a bad game. Last year, you know, they didn't have it all clicking. People have bad games. And I think benching quarterbacks, especially when you know you're, he's the guy and the guy behind him is not going to be able to fill the void, it's just not smart. You got to – I don't know. That's just my opinion. Adrian Martinez is going to play – Everybody's healthy. I say Nebraska still wins. Might not be by 15, though. I don't know the number. Don't. This ain't a betting show. I just have the numbers included for your um, knowledge. All right, moving on. UConn at Fresno State. Um, UConn, we're not doing a whole lot of – that was a breakdown. We're not doing much breakdowns for um, the rest of these. These are kind of smaller games. UConn versus Fresno State. Fresno State's favored by um, 27.5 points, and the over-under is at 63. High scoring. UConn is sucks. They are the worst team in college football. They took off last year, COVID national champions. Bunch of losers. What a loser school. I hope Fresno pounds. I'm only get pounded every game. I do respect the players who stayed and played for UConn and didn't leave. They had a lot of transfers from a, um, a lower level schools. Some Division One, some Division Two. I, I even heard of Division Three. That's rough. That's Most awesome. of the players on UConn have not played an FBS football game. Yeesh. And they got to play Clemson this year. They're going to get pummeled. 
Clemson might lose every game, but they're going to win that one. Um, yeah, they might not lose. They probably won't lose every game, but if they, yeah, I do you think know what I mean. Is the favorite. I don't know if it's a twenty-seven. That's just. I think 27. I think it'll be about 35, 42. I, I, I always just remember point win for them. from the old Big East days when they were decent. No, were those days are over. Yeah, those I, days are over. It's a flaming pile of garbage. Like if you could imagine a bad thing, whatever bad thing you could imagine, that's what UConn is equal to. They're awful. I mean, they are awful. Awful. They're bad. Real bad. Bad. Um, Fresno State, um, he's starting a experienced QB, junior, Ju, um, QB Jake Hayner, threw for 2,021 yards and 15 touchdowns in six games last season. That's when I read that Adrian Martinez stat. I was a little like, uh-oh, that's not good. That's not good. Um, that's that's good. Six games, 2,000 yards, that's great. Um and the backfield has Ronnie Rivers and Jordan Mims entering their fifth year together. Um, Rivers had 570 yard, 507 rushing yards, 265 receiving yards, and nine total touchdowns and five starts last season. And yeah. then that other guy, Jordan Mims, missed all of 2020 with a leg injury, but is back fully healthy, according to um, Fresno coaches and all the other stuff, and has no plans of um, having any setbacks, Lord willing. Um UConn starting sophomore Jack Sergoitis. Um, I don't have any stats on him because they haven't played since 2019. That was two years ago. So what am I supposed to say? Ryan, I'm picking Fresno State by 35 or 42 points. What do you think? Um, I think I think Fresno State's going to win. I think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be by 14. Do you think over or under um, 63 points? Mm, I'd say under. I'd say over. I don't have a lot of confidence. Well, I don't have confidence. I actually would say under two. First of all, you would need – I think you would need Fresno to score like 50 points. And you would need at least UConn to put two touchdowns up. I don't think that's going to happen. So, I'm not very high on uh, – I'm not betting. This thing is betting. Don't look at these picks. I'm not even stupid. I don't do picks. <laughs> um, anyway, Hawaii versus UCLA. We're only really doing this for UCLA State. I don't really care about Hawaii. And all the notes I have are pretty much um, on UCLA. So what do you think? UCLA, Chip Kelly, is he going to return the dynasty finally? They did beat – they almost beat USC last year. I don't think they ended up pulling it out, though. No, they, they didn't pull it out. They lost – they were winning, like, the entire game until the very end. But yeah. Whatever. Um. I don't, I don't think US, UCLA will be back. I think they have a good chance to be a decent to good team this year. Definitely have the quarterback. They have a really good quarterback in Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Um, yeah. I mean, they'll win this game. They'll win this game. Um, and, and I think they'll make a bowl game, and I think it'll be good to be I have a stat in here. Listen to the stat, y'all. UCLA is 0-6 in non-conference games since head coach Chip Kelly arrived at Westwood. How is that possible? What are those? Uh, I guess that first year he just lost six games non-conference, or maybe I guess he's been there for three years now, four years. Has he really been there that long? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like it. He hasn't done very well. No, he uh, has not. Where are those non-conferences though? I don't know. Some of them are probably tough. Or UCLA always goes through a gauntlet. While Ryan's looking that up, um, I will also go with um, um, oh, yeah. 
Britton Brown, um, second on the team in uh, rushing yards last season, seven yards a carry. It's projected to start for them running back-wise. Do you have the idea? Who did they play in non-conference? Do you have it? Yeah, they played Oklahoma twice. Oh, my God. No wonder they lost. They played Cincinnati twice. Oh, my God. Uh, Cincinnati wasn't as good as they were now back then, but they still weren't a wash. Pretty good. And then they played San Diego State, Los Angeles. Oh, my God. They're good, too. And I'm trying to figure out who the other one is. Oh, Fresno State. Eh, I don't know. Depends. Maybe if David Carr was still there. <laughs> he was not there. That was a joke. He would draft in like 2015 and 2016. But still, you know, what are you going to do? Todd Graham. I didn't know this. Todd Graham, the old head coach of Arizona State before Herm Edwards is the head coach at Hawaii, um, went five and four last year. So that's pretty good. Um, I don't have a lot of notes on them. I do think UCLA is going to win. Um, but I also wanted to point out, you know, this is a football stat for all you football guys out there. This is a big football stat. So UCLA, half their team has never played in front of a crowd before. <laughs> California didn't allow any fans last year because COVID. I'm not going to say what I think, but they didn't allow any fans because of COVID. So I was reading the thing. The UCLA guy was like, yeah, I'm a junior here. Never played in front of anybody. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, how is that even possible? Anyway, he was a sophomore. My apologies. But like half their team has never played in front of anybody. So I was like, there's going to be a full crowd, I believe, out there in California. Um, they're going to all have um, a full crowd. It's in California right now. They're going to be shut down by this time. Saturday? I don't know. They might uh, – I don't know. California, pretty vaccinated, so they might just let them slide in there. Anyway, um, you know, I think UCLA win. I think it's going to be sloppy. I think there's going to be a lot of emotion going in. If it is full crowd, there's going to be a ton of emotion. because you. Well, I don't know how. The real question is, does UCLA have enough fans to pack out the Rose Bowl? That's the real question. It might, it might be 100% capacity, but they don't, who knows how many will actually show up. That's a good point. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Anyway, if there's enough fans for making an impact, the Rose Bowl is a great stadium as it is. Oh, my God, it's a beautiful stadium, one of the most beautiful stadiums in college football. But um, I think UCLA is going to have a ton of emotion. I really do. I think they're going to think they're better, and they're going to probably think they're going to trounce Hawaii, and they'll probably think – that they're going to have a big crowd, so there's going to be a ton of emotion. And then I also made the point that they're playing LSU next week at at UCLA um, and the Rose Bowl, so um, a little home field advantage there. But that could also get them looking ahead. I don't know. I don't know how much of a potential that plays into it because I do think that um, they're excited for this game, first game, you know, make a statement and all that. So if it was middle of the season, yeah, but right now I don't think that plays too much into it. Um, I'm picking UCLA by uh, – I'm picking UCLA. Hawaii does make me nervous. I think they're going to be pretty good. Okay. Um, I'm picking UCLA as well. I think they'll win by about 17. I think Dorian Thompson Robinson's too good. And um, there's decent players. I, think I bet be- they do. I bet, it's a, to my opinion, it's a three horse race in the Pac 12 South. You got UCLA, USC, and um, Arizona State. Those are your big three. I think the rest of the team in the South are bad. Um, the North, I don't care about. Oregon, Washington, maybe Utah. I don't know. I don't care. Um, oh, really? Then Utah might be in there too. So 
I didn't know that. Um, Colorado, Arizona, awful. Um, they're going to be terrible. Is Cal in the south or in the north? I think they're in the north. Yeah, that's a weird, weird, weird thing going on there. Um, all right, UCLA. We pick them to win. Um, we are picking a lot of favorites here, so. So you never know. I um, This one's a weird one. UTEP versus New Mexico State. I don't give a flying crap about this game. I didn't even – I literally wrote, does anyone care about this? I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time. Um, UTEP is favored by 10 – UTEP is minus 10 on the game, and the over-under is 56 and a half. Um, I don't know anything about the teams. I didn't care to look up anything. I don't care. UTEP by 14. I wanted to throw one thing out. New Mexico State was the only FBS team to play over the fall or in, uh, the spring, in the spring season. Then they lose. I remember covering that one of our episodes. They got blown out by an FCS team, Carlton. And then they, they, they did beat Dixie State. What? They beat Dixie State. They went one and the one. The fact that there is a place in this country called Dixie State proves that cancer culture has its reaches. Don't tell Twitter that Dixie State exists because good God. If they ever found out, they'd be changing that name real fast. I think it's in um, – It's got to be in either Mississippi or Alabama. No, never mind. It's in Utah. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's what? The Mormons. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. The Mormons are rebels. I always knew it. They rebel against traditional marriage, but not in the way you're thinking. They want multiple wives. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> I think you touched on the name by 34. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I think it's funny. You know, cancel me if I ever run for president, though. Jesus. You just don't get it like that in Utah. No, the Utah people love me. They love me out there in Utah. We have multiple listeners in Utah. Mitt Romney is just like, oh, yeah, I love you. Yeah, Mitt Romney's our one listener in Utah. I bet y'all didn't know that. Yes, I have a United States senator that listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Cancel the podcast. Cancel it. Cancel it. It's no good. If Mitt Romney did listen to this podcast, you know, I find myself leaning, you know, a little bit more middle right. But I will say if Mitt Romney did listen to this podcast, I'd cancel the podcast. You have to. What an embarrassment that would be. Oh, my God. Ugh. Couldn't even imagine. Unbelievable. There you go. There's your Mitt Romney rant of the day. Huh? We're going to become a Utah, Utah State, BYU podcast. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine a worse hell. I'd rather become a California podcast, talk about kombucha and weed the whole time. Jesus, and talk about any Utah sports. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine a worse hell. Yeah, we'll just cover the Utah Jazz. I am a Colorado. Oh, that's indifferent. We'll talk about Zach Wilson all the time. Um, I'm going to become a Utah Jazz, um, Utah State Aggies. Yeah. BYU Cougars, mm -hmm. um, Utah Utes, and if there's any other teams in Utah, let me know. Dixie State. Dixie, Jesus, Lord. All right, we come full circle there, everybody. Good God. All right, this next one is also me. Are you ready? San Jose. Oh, Southern Utah is traveling to San Jose University. Jesus. They don't like playing in uh, week zero. They like playing in week zero in Utah, huh? I really want to brand Dixie State in Southern Utah. Good Lord. Um, San Jose State is favored by minus 22 and a half. Um, and the over-under for the game is 56. Also, if anybody has any betting questions, you don't understand what I'm saying. 
um, just reach out. I'll explain it to you. That'd be confusing as frick, but I'll explain it. Uh, you like how I didn't cuss there, Ryan? I'm very Shout out to me to be a better person. God, I'm trying to pull in every audience. You know, everybody buys sneakers. That's what Michael Jordan said at some point. Anyway. Some people don't. That's true. Some people buy flip-flops. Anyway. No issues at all. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> have mercy. Oh, my God. This podcast is going off the rails. This is not... <laughs> <laughs> this is what you come for people if you come here for sports knowledge you're a fucking idiot sorry you're coming here for the comedy that's what we deliver i deliver on the comedy we don't co don't come here for sports knowledge go somewhere else this is for comedy purposes only <laughs> oh, God. oh i did not hold back the effort that one there goes my republicans buy sneakers to line oh, what are you gonna do oh <laughs> All right, the only all right, San Jose State. Here's here's why they piss me off. Oh, man, one thing into another. It's always one something. Careful where it's like a snowball effect. I start going, and I can't stop. Nick Starkle is the starting quarterback for San Jose State. He freaking sucked at Arkansas. He was at Arkansas. He was at Texas A&M. He lost the job to Kellamond. Whatever, Kellamond was pretty good. I know. I think he got drafted. Doesn't matter. And then he comes to Arkansas. He sucks. Um, he goes to San Jose State and revives a dead program. Him and I believe his name is Coach Brent Brennan. A lot of bees there. Brent Brennan. I can't say that 25 times fast. I can't even say that fast. Um, Brent Brennan is the head coach of uh, San Jose State. They revive a dead program. Um, San Jose State actually beat Arkansas when Nick Starkle was the quarterback. Fun fact. This is terrible. God, this is just terrible. If you ever feel like when you're sitting out there in the world, wherever you are listening to this podcast, and you say, oh, my team really sucks right now. This is terrible. They lost a the game. Blah, blah, blah. Shut, shut the hell up. I suffered. I suffered for a long time as an Arkansas fan. We thought winning three games last year was climbing Mount Everest, winning the presidential election, winning the gold at the Olympics. So don't talk to me about suffering. I know what suffering's like, buddy. We lost to San Jose State when they stanked. Well, now they're good. Thank God we're not playing it out. Oh, my God. They probably whoop our ass. Um, Nick Starkle is good now. He's been also been in college for 20 years, which is absolutely insane. Um, really took advantage of the COVID rules. Um, is back for his uh, 15th year in college. I actually do think it's his sixth or seventh. I'm not joking about that. It's been around a while. Yeah, he's been around a hot, hot minute. Anyway, all that being said, I'm not talking about San Jose State too much. My main point here was Chad Morris is a piece of crap. I do believe that to this day. I do believe that Chad Morris is a scumbag, a scumbag loser. And he is. He really is. I hate Chad Morris. God, he's awful. How do you turn? How does San Jose State and Brent Brennan turn freaking Nick Stark on the Peyton Manning? It's one of the great mysteries of our time. Yeah. High story. Another Chad Morris failure. I wrote this in the notes. I'll just keep crapping on Arkansas. Almost said another bad word there. Um, Ty Story beat. <laughs> this was funny. Ty Story beat, lost to, you know, was Arkansas's quarterback. Um, you know, transferred to Western Kentucky. Arkansas played Western Kentucky the next year, and we lost to them. Same year we lost to San Jose State, too. Was that same year lost to North Texas as well? No, no the North Texas year was the year before that. We, uh, 
I don't remember. Just just take it, take take your crappy seasons, and be thankful for them because it could be a whole hell of a lot worse. Argon, no, Ryan, I mean, Clemmy is a Clemson fan. Ryan is an Oklahoma fan. Clemson and Oklahoma going ten and two. We're crying in the corner. I'd kill somebody for Arkansas to be ten and two. Good God, I would I would I would do un- unspeakable things. For Arkansas to be ten to do again, I mean, I would do things that would be considered unnatural. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's just my point. I, you know, when things aren't as bad as you think they are, be happy with life because they could be a whole hell of a lot worse. Um, I'm thinking SM uh, San Jose State wins by 35. Yeah, I was gonna say San Jose State wins thirty or sorry, forty-two to twenty-one. I'm gonna pound a crap out of Southern Utah. They stink. I don't name you know, you know, make it a All right. That can some the oh Alcorn State at Air um, North Carolina Central. Ryan, take over for this one. Yeah, so um game day is going to Atlanta for this game. Um yeah, they're both, you know, historically black universities. Um both teams opted out last year. They did not play in the fall or the spring. So the we have spring. either of these teams in over a year. Wow. Uh, so I really don't have a lot of information. Alcorn State is generally a power within the um, um, SWAC conference. Uh, they generally win the SWAC conference. Um, you know, they've had, you know, you know, some really good NFL players, most notably Steve McNair. Um, they're, they're expected to be one of the favorites in the SWAT conference as well this year. Um, even though, you know, Jackson state's also in that, within that conference, but they think that Alcorn state's probably the favorite. Um, and then North Carolina central, the last time we saw them play was 2019 and they were not good. Um, I don't remember what their record was, but it, it was a losing record and they were not very good. Um, so, anyways, we don't really have a lot of information on them. We don't really know a lot of the players. They haven't played in well over a year. Um, but I do think Alcorn State wins by, I'm guessing, 10. Again, I'm not, this, I mean, we don't know anything. Um, but they are a traditional power, so I'll give it to Alcorn State. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> um, actually, I picked North Carolina Central. I'm an agent of chaos. Yeah. I knew somebody who yeah. went to North Carolina Central, so maybe that's why I picked them. We had someone I went to high school with went to North Carolina Central. So, yeah. all right. The only reason I think we're really talking about this game is, well, you know, I think it's an important game. You know, good game, whatever. Um, college game day is going to be there, and I want you to sit there, wherever you are in your homes right now, in your car, doing whatever you're doing in life, as you listen to this wonderful podcast, very funny podcast. Um, College game day comes on at 9 a.m. on Saturday. This Saturday, freaking what? The day's the 25th. That means tomorrow's 26th, 27th, um, 28th. You know, wake up 9, 9 a.m. Kind of at 10 is really, really starts, but if they do like a pre-show at 9. And you're going to be sitting there. You're going to be drinking your cup of coffee. And you're going to be saying, sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, my God. It's back. Can you believe that? We're back, baby. We're back. Football's back. The happiest time of year. The summer will soon be gone. The heat, the suffering. The bugs. 
the bugs, the sweating, the, I mean, everything about the fall is better. I would rather sit in cold weather traffic than sit in hot weather traffic or something about that. You get pumpkin spice too. You get pumpkin spice, you get pumpkin muffins. If you like pumpkin stuff like I do, um, you're going to have all that crap. Um, Christmas is around the corner. Halloween, if you're into that candy. I'm not really into Halloween, but whatever. I mean, I like it, I guess. It's fun to dress up. Cool. Go drink with your buddies. But, um, you know, Thanksgiving, great holiday. Um, I We all gorge ourselves all year round. Don't fool yourself. But I feel like Thanksgiving is the time of year where you can get away with actually gorging yourself and actually making yourself sick. You eating that fried turkey. Hot take, turkeys are trash meat. You, what do you think about that? You think that's accurate? I like I prefer ham. You only eat it once a year. What do you think that is? Because it sucks. But it's good on Thanksgiving. It's it's fantastic on Thanksgiving. Every year, everybody always comes up with a thousand different recipes to cook a turkey. You know why? Because it sucks. You can't cook it right. It sucks. It's too wild. It's too meaty. It sucks. It's too much. How do you get something that's so big? You get dried pieces on the outside and raw pieces on the inside. But on Thanksgiving, when the Detroit Lions are losing to the Green Bay Packers and the Cowboys are getting beat up by the Washington football team. This is a happy time, Trinidad, not a bad time. I hate that. I hate that. Listen, the fact that you got Cowboys versus Redskins on Thanksgiving is something else. They should cancel that game. That's what they should have did years ago. Oh, Jesus. I gave you something to cancel, buddy. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, the football team versus the Cowboys. God, beautiful. Then you get some random other team, the Saints playing the Steelers or something stupid like that. What an amazing time to be alive. Football season is back. We're back to full stadiums. The Delta variant is raging right now. Football hangs on the edge of a knife. I do kind of believe that. I hope nobody overreacts. Um, you know, but we're, we're literally at the goal line. We're there. We just need to find a way to make it over. So, you know, mask up, don't screw over football. It's the most important thing in my life. Don't screw it over. Get your vaccines. I'm not, this is a pro vaccine podcast. (laughs) Oh my God. I should get some money for saying that, you know, maybe a free donut or something. Good God. Anyway. Anyway, um, you know, don't screw up football, man. Whatever. That's my opinion on that. All right, Ryan, is there anything else? What's the other stuff we need to talk about? That was the end of the games. Yeah, I just want to throw out that text saying in that announced that Haynes King the third will be their starting quarterback. He was expected to be a starting quarterback. He's a, was a big time recruit, so maybe Texas A&M's guy pretty good. Didn't um, I don't know if we covered this in last week's episode. Didn't Ohio State name the other guy? What's his name? C.J. Stroud. Yeah. DJ Stroud was announced to start for Ohio State for the start, at least. If we had more time, and we don't, we're out of time. The ESPN dropped the top 100 college football player list, and it sucks. I would encourage everybody to go look at it and then laugh at it. Um, They have that Alabama guy. What's his name? Bryce Young. They have him ranked over DJ. You go lay, lay, lay. You know what I mean? It's insane. Those ESPN people are a bunch of clowns. They hate the ACC, even though they own the rights to the ACC. We live in a crazy town. 
Anyway, we got a couple of recruits here. Um, I'll read them off real fast. Four-star running back Le'Veon Moss has decommitted from Bama. That's a win for everybody. Um, five-star defensive tackle committed to UNC. Good for Mac Brown. Five-star wide receiver Brandon Ennis has a welcome invite to this program. Committed to Oklahoma for 2023. And four-star defensive end Ernest Cooper committed to Stanton. Good job, Stanford. Yeah, but he's a smart guy. Who was that guy we invited on the podcast? Oh, um, the tight end. Um, that goes, your buddies go to school or your cousins or something go to school with him? Well, um, God. Oh, whatever. You have an open invite, gay. <laughs> We're going to find that name out. I'll go back and watch the last episode. And what I'll do Dicks. is I'll, what'd you say? It goes to Bixby High School. I remember that. So um, I'll go back and watch the episode. I will start tweeting at this guy pretty frequently until we get him on the podcast. My liner will be, hey, come on this podcast. My co-host has cousins who go to school with you. That's not weird, is it? Luke Hayes. Luke Hayes, you are open invited to the TNR Sports Podcast. TNR Sports Show. I don't even know the name of my own damn podcast. You will have an open invite to this podcast. You hear me, Luke? I'm your father. <laughs> now he's not going to come on. No, he is. He wants to talk to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a goofy episode. I thought this was going to be serious, but I ended up, you know, that's what you come for. You come for the laughs. Like I said, you come here for sports knowledge. You're an idiot. But you come here is for the laughs and the Arkansas content, even though I'm the only Arkansas fan in the country. Um, you come here for that. So, All right, Ryan, this is the end of the episode. Any last words? No? Okay. Um, all right, whatever, Ryan, you scumbag. Um, all right, listen, this is going to come out on Friday. YouTube and um, YouTube and um, uh, podcasts are coming out at 6.30 in the morning. I'm booming both at 6.30 in the morning. You'll understand why. Now. Not this week, coming week, but the next. But um, Monday. Look out for another podcast. Podcast. Monday. We got two. We're starting two now. And next week, good God, you might get four, three or four, probably three. It's going to be an overwhelming amount of content and stuff next week because Labor Day is massive. You're going to have so much stuff come out. It's going to be hard to fit it all into one episode. Um, it'll be like a two hour long episode. I don't want to do that. Bore y'all death. So here's the deal. Look out for some episodes next week. At least two, possibly three. All right. That's it. Talk Bye. with y'all later, you losers. Thank you for listening to TNR Fridays. I hope this episode was informative as we head into this next big weekend of college football. I hope you know what's going on in the world of college football. Any injuries, big games, big opponents for Arkansas, Clemson, and Oklahoma and anything going on in the world of college football. Once again, thank you for following and sharing with your friends. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the TNR Sports Show podcast format.